0: Hey guys, it's Brad. Welcome to Remote Software Genius. All right. all right, we're live. Scotty, hello.
1: Hello, Brad. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming on. Um, so, Scott, uh, let's get let's clear the air. You are my brother-in-law to be. Um, congratulations. Which means that you're obliged to be be on the podcast. So thanks for having, thanks for coming.
1: Yeah, you know, I have to like the, the tenth guest. I figured I I made the cut now. Yeah, you did, you did. Well, thanks for coming.
0: Um, so uh, I think you've earned a spot, right? You're you're a big deal. Um, explain yourself. Uh, tell people what you do. Um, and like kind of how you got into what you're doing.
1: For sure. Why wouldn't I wouldn't market myself as a big deal, but I've only been doing it for, for a little bit. But How many years I guess, Uh, Well, I guess it, it depends on when you would start counting it. But when like did you write real... your first? You started in Swift, right? Yeah, I started in Swift probably like 2015, maybe. And Swift came out in 2015,
0: 2014, yeah. WWDC, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like you were born with Swift. Yeah, er, er, real early adopter. Yeah, that's perfect, though.
1: No, so, like, I guess everybody kind of starts wanting to code because they're, like, video gamers, and I always, like, wanted to, I don't know, make games and play games, and, you know, the next logical step would be to, like, you know, how do we make them? We got to start coding, so I guess it was really, it was really you that kind of kick-started this, like, adventure into coding. It was, uh yeah it was, like, early, it was, like, 2015, 2016. You had built a game. In Swift as like a side project. And I was <laughs> yeah. I was like getting real sick of being a consultant for a tech company in Troy. And I'm like, let's just try something. So got into your code. I guess at the time I probably just copied most of it or forked it. What I mean, wasn't even a fork at that time. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just kinda got in there and tinkered with it and made my own version of this like crawling game. It was called Save the Penguin. And you just I just made it and put it in the app store and I, went from I, I forgot and then... you copied it, and I copied my code from some
0: fifteen-year-old kid in Utah. <laughs> so <laughs> just
1: a copy yeah. of a code. But It it's is a bunch of, de- bunch of degenerate
0: code. <laughs> but I mean, Swift had just come out, and you know, it's, it was a fun way to learn, um, just to get involved and see what it was about. Yeah. But boy, is it pretty. You it, you didn't. You've now like experienced some Objective C stuff,
1: right? Or, yeah. Or yeah, some live, some like libraries and tinkering with things, but nothing no like real development and objective other than just like yeah. and stuff. So, it's just so smooth compared. Yeah. No. I mean after after we built that game and like I got I got linked up with a recruiter and then he had a he had a spot at Ford and then got me an interview when I was, you know, brand new to this whole environment. And those the guys really appreciated the game and they liked my enthusiasm for everything, so they just kinda gave me a shot. And then, like a week later, I'm building this big data app in native iOS for oh, no. Ford as like a new initiative. And uh, Did that for a year and a half, two years, and you know, that was kind of the accelerator into in this
0: wild world of coding. What What are you doing now? More, more Io- steady iOS always. Or, or I know you're also playing with some React no, and stuff no. now. What 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 is it?
1: Yeah, it kind of morphed into, uh, well, JavaScript, and then JavaScript was quickly replaced by TypeScript. And uh, so now it's just TypeScript React. I mean, I do a little bit of React Native um, when mobile projects come in, but it's, uh, yeah, majority TypeScript with React um, and using like the new hooks, like React 16.8, I think it was, they introduced hooks, which like help a lot of like state management stuff. So anyways, that's like the, that's the new whip everybody everybody's like and i
0: like it i think it's it's pretty good so it's it's nice um the the companies though so you went from nobody knows where you're from so you're a detroit boy Yeah. you were doing some consulting stuff you decided to make a game ford you were ford's first round draft pick (laughs) special projects ford for a couple years and then two different startups now
1: yeah, well, so I went to this company called Blue Water, which is, like, a, um event and marketing company, okay. and they, they did a lot of, like, um, global events um, specifically for GM. They had a huge contract, like, uh, a majority of their business came from GM and doing their auto shows, okay. so I built, I built them a lead generation platform in native iOS that all of their, like, brand ambassadors would use while they were on the floors at all these different events. Mm-hmm. So at any any given time there could have been, you know, I don't know, 10, 20 global events going on in different major cities. And they were all utilizing that app to collect like data from like passerbys. And then that got sent off and you know, manipulated in whatever way and then sent back to GM for their own like advertising. So then the Chevy Volt, get on it, boys. All that stuff so that was pretty cool that app was that was fun because it was like intended had to work completely offline so mm-hmm. kind of breaks the paradigm now of like server-side rendering and yeah you know yep. cloud databases and stuff it was just like everything was contained which maybe made it a little bit easier on like me as a developer For sure. not having to deal with all the like whack APIs and stuff, but.
0: You don't have to like paginate your stuff, kind of, maybe. Yeah. anyway, that's fun.
1: Um, so then it went Then it went from there and then we then we quickly broke into this like digital signage game and that yeah. was like step one. And then that COVID happened, it broke a lot of stuff up and then. Yeah. retail signage, no longer a thing, okay. Mm-hmm. No, retail signage didn't work. And then now I'm at uh, this place called Signal Advisors, which is a startup based out of Detroit. Under the like Dan Gilbert suite of, you know, tech. I don't, I don't know,
0: suite. Danny Gilbert was behind it. That's fun.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's like DVP, which is like Detroit Venture Partners, and they do okay. like StockX. Um, StockX is the like,
0: sneaker thing. What? StockX is the, the sneaker. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it
1: started as a sneaker, sneaker like market. Like you would go on and list your sneakers and then like yeah. everybody bid on them like as like a marketplace. But I think it's, I think it's evolving into like just uh, marketplace anything.
0: Yeah, that's fun. I'm about to shut down my eBay account after like 20 some years. So I'm looking for new new ventures in that way. Um, all right, so now, now you're doing like some financial planning stuff. Right. Yeah. Nice. And the how much time was it remote? Ford in person, obviously nine to five union contract. <laughs> not really <laughs> but but then what after
1: that how how much have you been remote uh well blue water it was pretty like close to home so i wasn't i wasn't really ever remote i think there were a few okay. home and stuff, but right now is the first real okay like, it, you know, so you're boom. remote new yeah right, how are you handling it i think i'm doing pretty good i've I think I've become more introverted through this whole process. <laughs> me too. Yeah, good. Like I'm I'm fairly outgoing, but this whole just lock yourself in a closet for hours at a time and not see or hear anybody's kind of I don't know, changed changed me up a little bit. I think for the better though I, I don't know, I, I do enjoy it. I think it's I think it's good. It gives you so much freedom. Yeah. But at the same time you you lose that like personal aspect and relationships that you bond with at work so
0: yeah if you're clever enough by text right like i don't know i found. i mean i found elisa on okcupid okay by my like text chat game you know so like i, I, can, I can get some intimacy by slack I sometimes
1: the, i miss the ping pong man i gotta I miss yeah. the
0: ping, pong. Yeah, oh, the ping pong is fun when i was at wall i mean we had like a basketball court at the office and like all sorts of cool stuff but like at the end of the day you still got to commute Right. And like there's like random downtime that you have to just like sometimes just sit there. It's like a waste of time.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not um I'm not advocating for a 15 50 mile drive down to Dearborn Ford and, and work at building three. I'm but that's for yeah, some people. There's there's it? some no, there's some there's for sure something lost. I'm just I'm never going back,
0: man. I was I was determined to not go back before this happened, but I'm like definitely never going back now.
1: Um and there's a there's a time and place for all that like Yep. For me, like I ha- it almost was like I kind of I had to do it. It was like the the initiation. Yep. I'm glad that I did it. I wouldn't I wouldn't be happy if I was still doing it. Yeah, for sure. That's it's just- a great it's
0: a great place to learn. But I don't know. Hopefully, we'll figure it out. The other thing we need to figure out is childcare, man. Oh, because I feel like the world for if you were productive before and you like didn't have kids and you like are like a remote knowledge worker, programmer, person, remote work. You should be more productive like you have really more hours in the day without the commute okay there's a few more meetings but like some of them you can like kind of blow off hopefully you don't have blow-offable meetings but if you if you do you can like do stuff in the background um mm. so productivity is up for those people for sure but then all of a sudden if you're a parent and you have no child care <laughs> then like your productivity is not up
1: at all mm.
0: um so if you like Remote work in like a normal normalish world where you like have childcare I think it would be you know, good for everybody. We'll, we'll see how that works. Let's let's talk let's talk about technologies though. This let's, let's, no more childcare talk. Swift Swift day one Scotty. There was a two eggs. One was Swift. One was Scotty. Uh, Scotty the programmer. Like how how has it been? Are you in love with it? I know you're not like really Swift guy anymore. Like talk to me about like your relationship to like apple's ecosystem maybe like your opinion on epic you're a gaming guy so like epic Fortnite, battle with the app store Uh, tell me tell me some stories and or thoughts
1: yeah so swift day one i think from my person my my own experience getting into it was was it wasn't i wouldn't say it's easy but I think what Apple's created from a developer standpoint is like a, a a narrow enough path that's hard to divert from like I'm comparing it to JavaScript at this point because JavaScript's like the wild West of coding. <laughs> yeah. if you jump into JavaScript you're like or type what typescript whatever there's a thousand different ways you can go yeah but for but for Swift it's like or iOS in general it's just a very narrow you're either using you're using Swift now I mean. I think you can get away with using Objective-C or but I don't, it doesn't have the same support as you know, it once did and they're quickly yeah. getting everything upgraded in the Swift. So, but I think from like a developer standpoint it was the tooling, people people hate on Xcode all the time but I, I didn't mind it. It was like my really first IDE that I ever, like worked with. So I guess maybe I'm partial to it but I think that, ha- you know, having the narrow path the coding language is already given to you the support's there the community's really good yep. and um just like the developer process too like the tools within xcode i, I think like android does the same thing with i forget what their android Studio. yeah android studio yeah they do the same like storyboarding thing which was really cool for me like i'm pretty visual yeah. and i like to see what i'm making when i'm making it and like having storyboards, and it's not like drag and drop, like a, like a WordPress is, but it still gives you the like mechanisms to build out like, okay, this is my homepage, this is my detail, this is my master, you know, all the like, all the different flows. Yeah. Flow map, which was which was good for me as like a way to start into it. So.
0: Yeah. No, I I think that's fair, and I think that's like that's my what I, my story. I have this like love hate app relationship with Apple. I think. The, the story I tell myself is like Apple puts people on rails in a lot of ways, like in their devices, they're like super locked down, the app store is super locked down, like, uh, the things you can do, like it's pretty locked down. Um, mm-hmm. And you're like, you're right, there's a narrow path and like Xcode isn't drag and drop, but it's also not like, like I'm like an anti-IDE person. Like I used Vim for a couple of years, just exclusively just to prove I could do it, right? Like, and I'm like, but that got me kind of addicted to like, let's just script this and like, don't, don't bother me with all these, uh, like, I'll do it myself, you know, like, I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll build my own stuff, thanks, I don't need your IDE, which is like, which is weird, and, but uh, the it's like, people like me, who I think are the complainers about Apple, like, oh, Apple, Apple doesn't give us access to the stuff that we want, you know, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> stop, dude, you don't need it, and it's like, it helps keep the devices safe, so I, I think you're right, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's, it's a double-edged sword for sure, though. Uh, I, and I think Xcode is is fine, I, I, but for me, what I hope from this, like, epic thing is, like, okay, let's, like, I don't know, what I like about Android when I've, like, flirted with it is, like, there are other app stores you can download. There's, like, the F-Droid app store, and you can, like, technically get, like, the Amazon and the Samsung app store and stuff. Microsoft, I'm sure is going to have theirs when they launch their, like, phone thing, Um I would like to, like, some of these, and there there are, like, competing iOS app stores, but they're, like, super bootleg and super shady, um, but I think, like, adding some kind of legitimacy to them would be nice, and, like, okay, you can go to the Apple's official app store and pay the 30%, and, like, use all the official tooling and the official APIs, but if you want to, like, I don't know, like, I download this thing for my iPad, it, like, uses a x86 emulation, it gives me, like, a full Alpine Linux Terminal, which is exactly what I want, always, on my iPad, like, that's what I I want the ability to do that. And if if you just give me the terminal with the ability to install some stuff or emulate some stuff or, like, break my own system, Mm -hmm. hack my own system, make it a little bit more hackable, then I'm, like, then I'm in love. And then when I want to kind of build my banking app, I'll go through the normal channels and, like, publish it to the app store. But when I want to build whatever, my... Tor, my iPad Tor server or something, like I can, I can do that too. Yeah. Um,
1: so I, I kind of know like high level what the Epic game was, it like something with Unreal Engine, like they block. blocking so, so
0: Epic, so the story, you don't read the news guy. come on. The, so Epic, the so more- Unreal Engine, Epic is the company behind Unreal Engine, which is behind the game Fortnite, which a million little babies play. Um, And some of those babies who don't have PCs or Xboxes or whatever because Epic is smart and they just want to hook kids into like microtransactions or like skinning their people or learning how to do a new victory dance or something. Um, They are huge on in-app purchases. That's all they make. Epic is on every single platform, right? They're on Switch, Xbox, PS4, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. I'm sure they're on like Fire TV or something, but also Amazon or uh, Android and iOS. Google or Apple, I think, kicked them out of the I the app store first, and then Google did. And the reason why they kicked them off is because they were very transparent about the pricing, which like you can't really be in the I- in the app store. It's like they said you can buy a hundred gems or whatever that Fortnite bucks. A hundred Fortnite oh. bucks cost you ten dollars or nine ninety-nine in the app store, or you can buy it direct from Epic for seven ninety-nine. Oh. So they were like because Apple charges that 30%, they were kind of passing that, some of that to the customer. Um, And Apple's like, no, 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 you can't do that. We like pretend like we don't, your pricing has to pretend like we don't take a cut. So therefore you violate Apple's terms, therefore you're out of the store. And this is like, stupid, they did this. They did this two weeks after Facebook, Apple, Google, Amazon were all sat via Cisco Webex in front of the some house uh, House Representatives uh, antitrust committee or something um, grilled and like grilled about their like practices so who knows I'm like super rooting for epic though because I think like I, hope, I think Apple like the, there's a reason to pay Apple a fee they've like created this ecosystem they've created this business but like I don't know people want to get around it let them get around it they're not like i don't know yeah, i, I would say you it's fine to kick them out of the app store but give them an alternative store to go to
1: right i mean apple's apple's in business just making money and yeah. it kind of sucks that they have to go that way to like right charge people yeah well i mean they're gonna take their cut in away but it's just it
0: maybe, like maybe not like i don't know like the new york times now and the wall street journal have piled on because they have to do a bunch of stupid shit with their uh their pricing too. It's like they say uh, for uh, you know like iTunes subscriptions get these special access versus like you buy it through the website. You pretend like it's not the same thing when it is just to mm-hmm. get around to Apple's pricing rules. So anyway, that's my that's my rant about Apple. I still love them. I still think they make like the, the sexiest devices around. It's just I wish. I mean, I have my shell now. I have my Linux shell. It's just. Pretty, pretty hacky I wish it was more official than it is
1: yeah apart from apart from their like weird business ethics so definitely they make great products and yeah. great yeah. user experience in almost every aspect so
0: yeah and like the the other thing that's nice I'm like as I get more neckbeardy and into the like unix stuff like mac os is real unix which is nice and um their uh, swift is really nice and WebKit, they, like, started and all this, like, other, there's even, like, printer stuff that Apple's, like, super, like, they, like, invented a ton of printer interface stuff, which is kind of cool to think about. Um, anyway, that's fun. I, I like the, I, I like to, like, to move everybody to to open source, or at least everybody's got to put, a, put on a show of open source now, like, Google does it, Google's done it for a long time, even, like, right, like, Microsoft is now, like, GitHub, and uh, Windows subsystem for Linux and all this other stuff. So Yeah, yeah that, That's our like, company
1: we're, lo- like, we're actively looking at open sourcing some of our library. I wouldn't, I don't know if I could say what or why, but it's still like it gives you good PR, yeah, you know, or recruiting or just kind of awareness in the in the community. Like, hey, this is what we do and make cool cool stuff. So, yeah. It's a, it's a cool business
0: model. I, I recently talked to a guy. I don't know how much I officially can say, but he was like trying. I guess he's open sourcing his app. He like had an app that's supposed to interface with a bunch of um, 360 degree cameras um, and kind of uh, kind of an open source street view, but for hiking trails initially. Like that's his, his initial market. But everything he wanted to do, he wanted to open source and like kind of build a business around it. Um, I feel like you could do. So like, yeah, pretty fun. A little bit a little bit, uh, like open source to me is also like kind of like, it feels like real deal communism too. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> like, I don't know. Like I was reading another story. Sorry. Was, we're going to interview you in a minute, Scotty, but I I just haven't talked to anybody <laughs> in so long. <laughs> like, I got so many stories.
1: So, Keep going, man.
0: So, I'm going, I'm going. So I was reading Linus Torwald's book, which I talked about before. Uh, I think it's called Just for Fun. And he talks about, he lived in the Swedish speaking part of Finland. His dad was like a like super communist party, like promoter, like spent time in Moscow, like training essentially. Like, I forget what he, his official title was, what he actually did, maybe he was economist or something. Um, there's this story about like his mom, like above his mom's bed is this huge like USSR flag. Uh, like it's real, it's, it's communism. Um, but like when copying, when the marginal cost to produce an additional download of Linux is zero, like it's copy paste, then like mm-hmm. maybe that's where it works. It's, it's, it really hurts my brain to think about, but that's, it's those tricky problems that, that keep
1: me going. How do I solve communism with Linux? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah blogger. I will solve it. Yeah,
0: you know, it's too much, too much econ going on. Um,
1: you know everything like there's a good balance. Right? You need a good, good bit of communism. You need a good bit of capitalism. You yeah, you need.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. You think too, like the, the, the foundation. A lot of a lot of this stuff, like, is what's the difference between like open source and abandonware? You know, like, it's like, oh, we're gonna abandon it. Let's open source it.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, like we built we built a business around this thing. The business is dying. We got a sweet database. It's really fast open source it think it's
1: it's interesting um yeah i've never really i haven't open sourced many projects or if any i've only ever at least kind of helped contributed to it we had this big one at ford called sdl that was like the smart device link that helped the cars like the devices connect to the vehicles to the head units all right they wanted me to go on their team out in palo alto and like kind of help. Now, I wouldn't say like spearhead anything but like just be on the team and you yeah. the continue the push towards like a connected vehicle. Should have been would have been exciting but
0: the man so from cool. Detroit.
1: Yeah. Have
0: that you watched a Ford versus Ferrari by the way? It was really
1: good. I thought, I thought it was good too. I don't know how accurate it was but yeah. it seemed pretty
0: good. Yeah, it painted the Ford guy, the like corporate guys pretty badly. But I think I don't know. I I feel that but also, I was, I'm always annoyed by, like, glorified, like, I don't know, people just risking their lives recklessly. Like, homeboy died testing a race car. <laughs> like, who's surprised? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it really, it, it really hurts me, though. Like, uh,
1: yep. You didn't uh, see that when you are you twenty miles an hour. That's why I, that's
0: why I race fast that's computers.
1: Uh. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah should a SLI that 2080 TI and it really be racing.
0: <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. All right, uh, talk to me about more stuff. Talk, all right, here, here's a question for you. I'm like, I'm a dabbler in Swift, even though like I spawned you with my code apparently. Dabbler in Swift, dabbler in React, like how different was it? You talked a little bit about this already, like how different was it walking into Swift and like day one and like apples on rails system with their like support and I agree the community is awesome like the cults right it's it's real but it's it's great when you're in it you know Um, versus like the wild west of javascript which isn't even a language it's a specification and like and then like facebook's react which was I think well established Um, by the time you got your hands on it um, how different was that? those experiences
1: yeah um it definitely completely i mean you're going from like a compiled language to like more than interpreted language and just the the yeah just the whole the whole the whole paradigm is completely different and like trying to understand like proper state management tooling and all of the different libraries that go into building i mean you can like the apps that i was building with ios were weren't There wasn't that many packages or that many libraries that you that you needed I mean sure there was few but nowhere close to what these like massive javascript projects have you get like hundreds of dependencies and then just maintaining that was just a completely different like like mind shift I just didn't understand I guess I just didn't really understand how and why you pick one or the other it was just kind of like oh okay I need a form builder I'm going to take this one and just yeah. see what happens but with iOS it was like I guess, I guess there are like community recommended packages but just it's all just like this scaffold you just I want I want that I want this and you start building this project from the ground up and it just seems like almost ad hoc in a way
0: yeah well Dude, Swift I, is probably nice because like there's only there are there are only so many like JSON parser or whatever it is, right? Like there's only so many libraries given like the time, the, the age and the time which you're kind of messing with it.
1: Well, yeah, you like, just have, like, there's just like built-in built-in find methods on array, like things that you took for granted in Swift just don't exist in JavaScript or TypeScript like yeah. that I didn't really expect or was too naive to know. But, yeah. Like, oh, I just want to do a quick find on this array because I'm looking for an object. Just doing a quick lookup no like that doesn't really exist you need low dash or you need to make your own fine method. like yeah. there are some like there are some like lower level like methods on on your objects but nothing nothing yeah. as deep as what swift offered you
0: right yeah no that, that's that's tough too, and it, it's also tough. Right, take it another step, right? You think, okay, TypeScript is also like compiling into JavaScript too. So TypeScript is taking this like pretty code, which you're even not like as a Swift guy with like nice packages. You're like, oh god, I'm, what am I doing with this TypeScript? And then it's taking it and turning it into this mess of multi-browser compatible JavaScript, including like hacks for each <laughs> each browser's yeah, yeah. backward compatibility and all this other stuff. So. Um
1: that's another good point too, just the compatibility aspect of of yeah, you have so many different environments that you have to support or yeah, you just have to support them and Swift is just like, oh well, I'm building for the you know, this this mobile platform and will scale because all of my UI components are just you know built to scale because they're handpicked by the Apple, you know, the Apple developer teams with yeah. UI kit and you just don't have that freedom or that, yeah, you just don't really have that freedom because you have to support every screen size, every browser environment, which is completely different, which was, yeah. I guess that's probably the biggest challenge. To.
0: So we had a couple of chances, but I think we're coming down to a common theme here, an interesting theme. So we have Apple's ethos or philosophy. They're like kind of open sourcing stuff, but they're very much driving the bus and like you said, like keeping, them, keeping everybody on Rails um, or there's a tight, narrow lane of like, what's acceptable or recommended or whatever, versus like the wild west of JavaScript and the web open standards. Um, i like, I haven't been to, but I've like uh, been privy to some of like the W3C um, web consortium uh, meetings and talks around just like, some of this like third party cookie stuff. And it's like, I don't know, man, I, It's it's hard to say which is, like who's going to be the winner. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of web apps. I'm a big fan of the web. Uh, I'm like, I I think the world would be better probably if people downloaded fewer apps and use more web apps, you know, I and that was like Steve jobs initial vision too. It was like, Hey, we're not going to open this up. You guys just figure out how to make web apps and we'll use it. We'll make like a fancy Safari bookmark for you. And given that, like you said too, like most more things you said, right. most apps, Do require a constant internet connection. It's rare to have to build an app like the app you were making where it's like totally offline. Mm -hmm. Then like why aren't why aren't you just making web apps? Um, And like, but then but then I think people talk, or at least I've seen people talk recently um, about the web is trying to do too much. Like we got to stop the kind of like feature creep of the. There's so much stuff you can do. Mm -hmm. Like you can, I've seen like full. Quake three implementations in the browser. There's, you can like I've seen like Windows ninety eight, DOS whatever emulator. Uh, there's, there's so much and like uh, when how much is is too much. I, I, I think it's like have like
1: you have these massive players with with my I guess with Facebook being the biggest one with React. I don't know what their market share of. JavaScript applications are, but I think it's, I think it's pretty big compared to like. I think of new
0: stuff, of new stuff for sure. But don't forget that like TypeScript is Microsoft's baby. There's not, there's more. There's a lot of and WebKit is
1: the framework of the the React framework is like if we continue to have a big player like that. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it it at least at least gives you or somebody that's new to this whole thing a gateway and like a pretty solid foundation. On which to build something fast instead of instead of like I mean it is the why what there is tons of different ways to go about building it but if you if you look up you know I want to build a a web app I'm sure react would be the one of the first one of the first openings or places you start to look but I think that I think that's good I don't I don't know how how negative that is if they start to control how and I guess the how and the what of of apps, but it, at least it gives us something to build on.
0: Yeah, I, I have a thought for you, then we'll go. You, you got notifications on. Uh, um, yes, Slack's so, telling me shoot. So an interesting thing, like I, I think, so I've been reading this guy, he's, he's been around, he's an OG, been around for a long time, and M- former MIT professor, got in trouble for some, you know, Neckbeardy comments about pedophilia or something. Dude, I mean, he's not like he's not a hero to anybody, but he's interesting. MIT guy, okay, MIT professor. And this guy, Richard Stallman, he crazy beard, founder of the GNU project, the GCC compiler you might have heard of. Right? It's like the C, he like takes credit for Linux because he like says oh like the GCC compiler helped Linus. Compile his operating systems, therefore, let's call it GNU Linux and Emacs guy. Whatever, whatever. He's, he's been around for for forever. I think he's like seventy years old. which is yeah. a million in developer years. So he's has this kind of campaign, free software foundation. That he's no longer affiliated with because he says positive things about pedophiles. But anyway, <laughs> all that aside, for a second, let's let's hear this this crazy man out. He has this idea about. Like oh, JavaScript, non-trivial JavaScript is the enemy, and the websites like if everything's rendered server-side, he's fine, right? No, no worries. But he like supports and sponsors these plugins that like disable like calls to like document in JavaScript, like just anything that really messes with the DOM, um, which is like <laughs> a lot of things, almost everything. But his big thing is like, oh, let's make, let's make the web usable without JavaScript, because there's so much stuff you can do with JavaScript that is kind of scary. Like you can access, you know, even just like the clipboard. Think about like all these. Everybody's got password managers. You can like access the clipboard. You can like, there's a lot of stuff you can see through JavaScript. And I don't know, I don't know if he's wrong, but it would be interesting to see like if you're playing uh, master of computer science like you could play like some like stellaris which i'm getting into and i love <laughs> if you could play that like okay could you start a colony with uh i'm going to have only server side rendering um and kind of <laughs> see how that goes compared with like this monstrosity. But I think with server-side running, you need people to do a couple other things too in order to make the web usable. You need people to pay for content that they read because if nobody can serve good ads, then you like can't, the web can't function, like like nobody's gonna put stuff up. Um, So pay pay people for content or just like tell advertisers what you're into, which like Google tries to do, but like, okay, instead of like, uh, I don't know, do whatever you're gonna do. Like, let me just tell you what I'm into, or let me just. And I think some pl- some publishers are doing this too. Like, let me consent to the. This is the package of data I want you to have, and, and that's I, I think, might be where we're going. It might be a, it. might be this like happy utopia. So, anyway, um, we'll see. A lot to think about.
1: What's um, uh, so what suggesting that that we do away with JavaScript and?
0: not do away with but just not saying the non-trivial javascript like don't don't bog down my client with your bitcoin miner which you can do right now and that's kind of shitty that you can do that like uh, i don't don't
1: know i mean Um, there's like on the crypto topic there are like those web browsers like i i've used brave just i mean i've been i've tried like I've got Safari, Firefox. I've just been trying them out, and Brave like pays you in crypto. To, like consume content, yeah. you can put on like an auto auto contribute. So it's like a community-driven platform, like kind of in the sense that you're paying and receiving. This, this yeah, coin.
0: I'm. But, I've I started using Brave too. I've been on and off. I I started using it now that they it appears that you can withdraw stuff. If you can't withdraw, I've got no interest. Um right. so it looks like you can w- withdraw now, so fine i'll use it i don't know about the tips, and like i pay like i'm paying the Wall Street journal and the New York Times they're like ridiculous rates to see their stuff, and they still serve me ads or at least they try to so, you yeah. so um the tipping i don't know, but I will take the the, uh, the coins and buy a taco bill gift card or something i don't know
1: uh,
0: <laughs> desperate for taco bill um. I'll eat it. But no I I like that. What I, sorry, I'm I'm in a wormhole of privacy right now. Can we talk about privacy and security for a second? Then I'll let you go. She's
1: talking about cookies and the way that Google's... So
0: cookie third-party cookies like whatever, Google's making that change. I think it's fine. I think like I think everybody's kind of on board. Everybody knows that like <sighs> The, some of the the tracking that, that companies can do just by having little like pixels on your page is like kind of annoying like we don't want to do that um, and you people have plenty of data to like make advertising decisions without those so I, I'm like I, that's that stuff is is fine I'm um, more interested in so here's what I, so I work for a Ukrainian company as you know um, they so it. I was in and yeah sponsored by Enix so there, like, and I was in Ukraine, like, when, um, when like, Trump closed the borders, and I just scrambled out of there, and it was fine, like, in and out, no problem, it made it, but I was reading these stories, and it's, like, only, it's less than 1% of, like, travelers, and less, it's a tiny amount of travelers, but when you're in the U.S., you have your devices, the police need to, like, subpoena, or, not. You need to subpoena Google to get your records. They need to have um, a warrant to like search your house or your your PC, your files. And even then, like you can encrypt everything. It's like, like these stories, are like Apple not decrypting whatever, the murderer's phone or the, the pedophile, like encrypted his hard drive and therefore like nobody can find stuff. So whatever, there's all this, this weird stuff with that. Um, but then there's this like kind of caveat for even citizens, if you're going in and out of the border, TSA can just take your phone and they can just take your laptop and they can dump everything and they can ask you to open it up. And they're like, show me your bank account, show me your email, show me your appointment book for the past. So like, I'm kind of obsessed with like, I don't know how, how do I fix that problem? I, like, and I don't want to carry a burner. Like I'm not a, I'm not a drug dealer, you know, I'm like, I don't, but I'll, maybe I'm fine to show them some stuff. But I like that. That's what scares me. I, I think like, that, that mix of like, okay, because this is like a real problem for some people in different places of the world. Like, you live in some totalitarian state. It's like, you know, this Alexei Novani guy just got poisoned. There's all sorts of unrest everywhere. Um,
1: it's basically nice the allure of freedom, of like freedom of property. But I guess if you are, well, wow, that's the thing. If they can like deem you as a threat or come from a threatening area then they have what is that patriot act or something where they yeah have-
0: yeah but yeah and this is the the stories that the tsa says like okay it's like you just came from pakistan and you had ten thousand dollars and you left you came back you got no money your like friends are on telegram saying anti-american things like okay we can search for right. I, I don't i don't want anybody telling some story about me like i love the usa i love dollar bills i'm scrooge mcduck whatever like DJ Khaled, another one. Come on, like I'm, like, I'm fine. Don't just don't take my phone. But I don't, I don't even want to make it a thing. I want it to be like, all right, here, I have it. Like, I want my private things to disappear. Like, I don't want to know, like, I have a baby and stuff. Like, I'm putting this out. I'm, I'm yeah. putting this out in public too.
1: I don't know. It's That's tough. The, what's nice about the United States is that we, we do have those freedoms. Yeah. We, at least we have the allure of the freedom of privacy, which should be protected by the Constitution. And it, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's the federal government's responsibility to tell private companies to unlock or or lock devices either way.
0: Yeah, but. I, I think that's
1: fair. Anyway,
0: the, that, that specific, the TSA problem is the only one that keeps you up and at home, here, COVID, fine, you get a warrant and you can come look at my computer. Even then, can you get into it? Like, you want to know something, I'll tell you about that. Anyway, but there's cool stuff. I bought a couple YubiKeys. keys you've seen these i've seen a bunch of google guys with them I'm like okay google must be onto something it's like the physical devices you like plug into your computer or your
1: phone to unlock them oh um, yeah, y-u-b-i-t
0: yeah 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 um anyway we'll we'll see how that goes but i'm i've been on a, a spending spree too i'm like all right i'm either like gonna try and like contribute or fully understand a project i know i'm like Ubuntu user. I don't fully understand Ubuntu, but I'm like really going to try and contribute to the, the companies that I like use their their data, their 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 stuff. So got back on the Apple train for my mobile devices, but I'm like, you know, paying for all my news and uh, I don't know, I pay ponied up for one password and all this other, uh, all this, I'm just spending, spending money on stuff. But I, that that could be the future instead of just expecting a bunch of stuff for free that like actually I don't know. Rats right. you out to the feds if you say something nasty online. <laughs> like, okay, I want to be able to like maybe say something a little
1: nasty, you know? Like just have a, a private conversation with someone. <laughs> remember, that, remember that? You, I think you sent me that app a long time ago for a messenger, and it was like a, an alternate keyboard for your, your phone.
0: Oh yeah, one of my one of my coworkers made that. WTF eight? You, WTF-8. you yeah. made
1: it. Yeah, or you she-
0: made it. <laughs> And it's a former former Googler, good guy. He probably doesn't want me talking about him. So, yeah. systematic systems LLC. Look it up. He's got it. It's a cool keyboard. Um, it like ciphers your text kind of. Uh, it just puts puts t- characters that look like the words you're trying to make, but aren't. It's not the letter C. It's like the Cyrillic chry- oh, C, or it's not. It's not zero. It's not O. It's omega or. So, it, it pumps in other characters that look like Latin characters when you type
1: it. It's very funny. Probably still, um, you could probably still reverse code it, but...
0: Yeah, for it. sure. You, if you, hey, but that's, that's the other thing too, right? If anybody wants to get you, they can get you. Yeah, but i I But I just want the illusion of like, okay, I don't want anybody finding out, you know, too I much. Still,
1: I still want to do the ecosystem swap. Like, I've been with Apple for a long time. I thought about doing it, but then they just, just got locked in again and got the Apple Watch and yeah, I just got the the Apple Card.
0: Oh, the Apple feels so nice in the hand. It's like, I can, um, Do you have it? Oh, I can nice. cut somebody with it. It's amazing. You got the now I got the Amex and the and the Apple Card. So my wallet is just like bulletproof. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, they, that's that's Apple. That's Apple's bread and butter, man. Their their designs and their user experiences are so. Freaking good. Like I can't quit that The banking app is supposedly sick. Like, I just saw I've just seen renders of like the way they have their like data visualization tools yeah. for your spending, which yeah. is like color coded on the card and it's beautiful. Really pretty visuals. Like, oh hey, spend more money.
0: <laughs> yeah, buy buy the Apple products root for the neck beards. I don't know what to do anymore but let me can I show you one thing that I'm really proud of you you know about this but this is the audience doesn't know about this here's sorry uh this i b m there that's that says i b m right there that's an old boy model m keyboard oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna give everybody a preview of what it sounds like and then we're gonna call it a night okay Scotty so Oh look at that. Oh hear the here is the clickiness.
1: I was there already got it.
0: So
1: silly.
0: So. Yeah, so, it's great. PS2. That was old technologies. Oh so the old technologies are still around are amazing. I was talking about the the uh teletype. You can teletype into a Linux server oh, and it still yeah. works as like a as a command prompt. Oh, makes my heart so happy it's like, oh Ooh. no onto a
1: typewriter that's what you're saying a
0: teletype right? yeah but a teletype is a typewriter with a modem it's like it's like world war ii man world war ii technology <laughs> the terminal oh it's so exciting i love, love love the terminal viva the terminal okay that's enough okay. i don't know if we discovered anything but i'm it was nice to talk to somebody scotty <laughs> nice to talk to a nerd right my son I, I want to tell him this
1: stuff but he's too young too little and it, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna claim to be some some guru. I just. I just like coding and and making fun projects and solving cool stuff. I'm, I'm not, not
0: gonna claim to be. That's what we're gonna call right. the episode. I'm not gonna claim to be some guru. The Scotty Messer story. All right.
1: All right. That's thanks, true. dude.
0: Um, right. I didn't finish my beer yet. So here we go. Oh
1: yeah, I'm almost done. Cheers. All man.
0: right, we're done. We're going to bed. All right. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. See you, dude.
0: that's it for today. We'll see you guys next week. Feel free to send us a voice message, an email, or a LinkedIn message. You can see all the links in the show notes. Have a great week.